Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by myself, Jihei Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon George. We do not have Mr. Arash Markazi, but you know what? We're in Vegas, so is everybody excited, enjoying your time? Like, I mean, you guys just flew in, so this has got to be freaking awesome for you right now. All my youngins over here getting getting their Vegas it, on. Yeah, excited to uh, place a plus sixteen hundred Memphis Grizzlies bet to win the championship next year. Some good odds. Yeah, I was about to say, what are you guys' bets going um, going into uh, coming into Vegas? Well, I I have not watched much baseball this season, but um, when in Vegas, you have to do a random fourteen parlay where you just basically look for the underdogs and and pray that you win, right, Brandon? I guess. Although someone just texted me, we should just bet on all the favorites. He's been winning three hundred dollars a day: Yankees, Dodgers, Padres. And then I just said we should bet on the Angels. Why would we bet on the Angels? I was just gonna ask you but that. Like, You've been so not high on them. I know, but bet? I got that bias in me. That's like when people bet on the Jets. The Jets are never gonna win anything, but they still bet on the Jets, right? So like, but I'm excited so, for the Ivy bet too. Plus what six fifty, seven hundred to win rookie of the year. So we're not betting on the Angels. I, you know, we might have to pick a different team. But what happens if they do win and we don't bet? I'd feel bad. I mean, I think that you. I mean, I think that you should just do it anyway. Just make it a smaller bet. Yeah, right? no, that's the whole point of betting underdogs. You spend less money. You have to spend more money to win right, much to win on, on the, the over. Yeah. That's why I was telling Armon spend uh, drop like twenty five dollars on the Marlins, Angels, and Giants today, and they'll probably all win. There's a good I chance. I mean, the payout the payout for the San Francisco Giants to win the World Series is like, I think I I think I put fifty down for that just because it's possible. Yeah, they're a good team. They're yeah. a good team. Yeah, I would. I would bet on the Braves, but I mean, they're kind of a favorite. I was just gonna say, but you're again, you're putting down money on a, on a exactly. favorite. You're not really putting. Well, down it's like money. basketball. You could pl- bet on the Raptors plus six thousand right now if they get Kevin Durant. If there's like literally any shot, you could put like twenty dollars on plus six thousand. Chicago Bulls. Never. <laughs> they should have rebuilt it. I thought. I thought that you were done. I am. With them. I, it was a joke. A Laker, <laughs> yeah, okay. Now. Good. 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 Fan. We're all. We're Laker fans, and he's gonna be a 49ers fan now. Not a Tribbett. Nope. Don't bring him to the dark side. That's not fair. If Kyrie comes, I'm a Laker fan. If it's Westbrook, hey, if you heck introduce no. me to Lawrence Frank and more homeboys, I'll start rooting for the Clippers too. <laughs> I like the Clippers. I'm one of the Laker fans who like does not mind the Clippers. I don't understand why Lakers fans want to hate on the Clippers. Yeah, so that's what I don't understand either. Like the only reason why I give you hate as a Laker fan is because you're giving me hate as a Clipper. No, fan. but it's it's back and forth. I, it's a joke. I like <laughs> I want the Clippers to win. I really think they have a good shot at winning this year. Obviously, I'd prefer the Lakers to win, but if the Lakers don't win, I think the Clippers have a good shot, and I'm hoping they get it done. Yeah, we're at plus city. we're at plus six fifty to win the whole entire thing. I thought so. it was plus eight hundred. It went down. Yeah, it went John down. Wall. 
But, uh, yeah, probably. Oh, probably. wow. But I mean, still, plus 650, it's still not as horrible as I thought it was going to be. I wish I would have gotten plus 800. That would have been The so great Arash Markazi, plus 2200 when the Lakers were. If there's any chance they get Kyrie, that's a pretty good bet. Yeah, I haven't actually looked at the odds for the Lakers yet. I think so. they're up to like plus 900 or 1,000 because I think everyone assumes they're going to get Kyrie. And I know we'll get into that, but it's not a done deal. Yeah. By any means, considering they worked out Darren Collison yesterday. <laughs> I, I looked at that and I was like, oh my gosh, kill me now. I'm sorry. I like Darren Collison, but that's not a good direction for a championship team. Okay, well, with that, let's go to the headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Let's do this. <laughs> Well, we're going to do headlines a little different today. We're kind of going to free flow today um, since we don't really have a lot to talk about. I mean, I, I'm, I'm loving Wimbledon that's in the background right now as we record this. Um, but there's still, again, not really a lot going on with that. Um, anything that you guys wanted to talk about, I'm going to leave the floor open to everybody and anybody that wants to talk about whatever you You know, since about. we're in Vegas, our Uber driver brought up something great about Sabrina Ionescu in the Las Vegas Aces falling out right now, right? So... That's some we got to give our props to the WNBA. It's getting more and more exciting with Ionescu in the league. I know the All Star Game is going to be what's going to be in Chicago, right? I believe because I know my, my 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 trainer James, who trains Candace Parker, he's going to be with Candace, and I think it's in. I believe it's. I mean, but she's going to go anywhere. But I believe the All Star Game's in Chicago. Um, hats off to Ionescu, really a, a superstar in the WNBA, and now this is a league that you know used to be dominated by Candace Parker or Lisa Leslie and now it's like pretty there's a lot of stars I like it I mean that that is the one thing that I think that they did really really well when the uh, WNBA and the NBA partnered up that they um, you know have that NBA model right where you have to have Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls you have to have Sabrina Ionescu and the um, and, and New York you know so you have to have that yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to have that one star you have to have Candace Parker you know you have to have one star at least you know that is going to uh, is going to help out your franchise you know my apologies they're playing the aces right yes yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I meant they're playing the aces and it's cool to see you know the, the passion of these fans that love basketball here and they're gonna get an NBA team within a couple of years but it's like, put it. People always say, "Oh, what about the? Why don't you watch the? Why do you watch the WNBA?" And it's because it's a lot of it is about like, first of all, they can ball, right? So obviously, it's fun to watch. Second of all, if you don't have an NBA team, there's even more passion for the WNBA in the city, Vegas. So it was cool to see the fans. Well, you know, Vegas, out. They, they show out, man. They show yeah. out for that team because that is, I believe, the Aces were their first professional franchise yep, yep, out here yep. um and then you obviously you have uh the knights and um you know and then you get the raiders but you know they that was their first like true blue like they i mean and also you have to realize it's vegas you know they're gonna bet on anything so to be able to uh, have maybe even have a sporting anything out here a sporting franchise out here is and now awesome. they're gonna get the a's probably relatively soon and then they're gonna get the what are we calling them the rattlers the rattlers or something they we were talking about this uh with our uber driver talking about what the name of the NBA team would be not the gamblers they already have the aces they already have the I was saying what about the Vegas desires <laughs> <laughs> I was like no that kind of sounds a little 
He's like Las Vegas lost. <laughs> the Las Vegas lost. Yeah, that, that's another team. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, I guess. But we the can Rattlers rock. is kind of like a cool name because those are like grinder snakes. You know, snakes that are gonna go into the trenches and, and ball out. Yeah, I got I got nothing when it comes. Yeah, I got nothing. Vegas when it comes Rattlers. To- yeah, I got. I, I, like I guess it. you know what I mean. I just I don't know. Every time I th- I think of Rattlers, I just think of like the their tails in the back. But like, then you could have Spencer Rattler come play basketball again and be on the team because <laughs> it doesn't look like he's gonna go to the NFL. I mean, I, that's I don't, a whole different conversation. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what, what would their, I don't know what their NBA team would be. Like, it would just Rattlers. Is, I don't know why. I don't know why that's not sitting well with me. It's just not sitting well with me. We also said Seattle is, has to be the, the super song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, also, you have to keep it original for sure. Also, I know we discussed this a couple weeks ago, but I'm still like really pissed that Adam Silver acting like a politician, saying, "Oh, the dilution of talent in the league." When we saw with COVID last year, and we were telling our Uber driver this, guys were brought up from the G League and were putting up 20-plus in the NBA. So that's not an issue. I think it's better for the NBA if they expand two more teams. It's way better for the NBA, and it's better for guys that are going to get more opportunities. And it's better from a money standpoint, too. They're going to make more money, right? Yeah, I mean, I can I can understand. I think what he was maybe possibly saying was the fact that you have all these blowouts. Maybe not so much that there's a dilution of talent, but the the entertainment factor it's not like how it was back in the day at least not back in like my day when i when like jordan was playing and you had all that and it, games were extremely close even all-star games were really close you know that's not the dilution of talent's fault that's not having a hard cap right no i, I so i, I mean, mean that's kind of where the nfl is is more i would say competitive with the hard cap situation although they oppress the players by paying them really little money and they turn the profit like nobody's business. You saw what the Broncos sold for. Ridiculous. The players union needs to get stronger in the NFL. It's just it's an embarrassment. Well, and right what's now. the here's the thing though, what what's the what what would you place the cap at? Do you know what I mean? What would you place the Yeah. You know, I mean it's that, also that's, that's, unfair. That's like I get the quarterback's the most important position, obviously, because when you have a good quarterback, you have a good shot at winning. But they're just getting paid so much more money than you know, a lockdown corner or a lockdown, you know what I'm saying? Like, or guys, linemen, like Trent Williams is arguably the best lineman in the history of the game. And he's like making, like, he's the only lineman making like a hundred million on like a seven, eight year deal. Right? This is also a numbers game as well, Brandon, right? Yeah. Like you have how many guys do you have on a basketball exactly. roster? Exactly. Yes. Guys and I get that. Roster. I know that's the main um, you know, argument. argument against me and my point saying that. But I mean, like, look, these guys are coming in NFL. They're like paying these guys to get put their life on the line, maybe 200 grand, 300 grand. Like, I mean, that's a lot of money, but shouldn't they get like close to a mil? I mean, their whole entire argument is like the signing bonus, which is terrible. Yeah, but it sucks because if you're not a high draft pick, then you're screwed unless you sign a contract and you like build yourself from nothing like Julian Edelman did with the Patriots. But, you know, I mean, that was a blessing for him to be on an, an immaculately coached team. Yeah. Like, I, so, yeah. And not everybody gets that lucky. 100%. But I do think the cap needs to be raised. I think the players union needs to be stronger. More guaranteed money, I think, is the first step because, you know, you're not going to get more like more money around unless you start with the more guaranteed money because you know Kyrie Irving missed how many games and got guaranteed all of his money last year and and they're they're working towards that too the yeah. NFL is working towards that and I think that there are guys with guaranteed contracts or guaranteed money contracts I just think well, like but- right now and I don't like to get political about about sports but it kind of feels like the NFL is the most uh, the best league when it comes to like or the worst league when it comes to player empowerment 
Yeah, it's unfortunate. Because you, the reason for that, though, is that if you played football, it's a team sport. Like, defense with defense, offense with offense. Those are boys. Like, they are boys in that locker room. At least from, like, all accounts from what I've talked to, what I've talked to NFL players, college players, even high school players. Like, they, they do it all for the team. So there's not going to be, like, you know, if one of your boys comes up, you're psyched for them, you're happy for them. But, like, at the end of the day, they still have to play on this squad, right? They still have to play on this team. It's the same reason why quarterbacks give their um, give their O-linemen Rolexes. You know, they're like, these guys are, without them, I'm nothing. You know? Yeah, so and I think there's definitely all the I think the NFL aspect. is doing a, good, a better job of, you know, empowering the players. I think that's going to expand, so you're right. But I want to discuss Miles Bridges for a second. I mean, this is a guy that you know, was going to get what? Hundred plus million guaranteed the night before he gets arrested and it's awful if it's true what he did to, you know, that woman, his wife. Um, there's pictures of it. There's a recording of it. So it's, you know, guilt innocent till proven guilty. But, you know, I don't think Miles Bridges is the best dude in the world. Uh, considering, you know, you should never hit anyone, especially a woman when you're that strong. But you, you get what I mean. I'm not trying to be. No, 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 no. So I, I understand what you're saying. Like, so here's my thing with, you know, any kind of contract or anything, anything pertaining to that. Um, again, like you said, proof. Uh, you're innocent until proven guilty, right? So lay out all the facts. Like, get get the investigation going and and kind of speed it up so that way you know. Unfortunately, he's not as high profile as like a LeBron James or like a Kyrie Irving or exactly and exactly. And I feel like if they you know if this were to happen with lebron or you know insert any major player yeah here, you know dirk or whatever miles like yeah miles is gonna be fine because he's gonna rap but like <laughs> what I'm saying, no it's true he's gonna be fine because he's gonna rap but what i'm what i'm saying is it's very sad to see a guy kind of throw his career away when you know he had it's not fully thrown away but he's not well, getting any I'm money I'm also sure that he was not uh, exactly sober when he was doing all these things to her. Yeah, I, I, no I'm excuses. Sure, you know, but yeah, like, no, 100, no excuses. But at the same time, it's like I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. It's just sad to see a guy that kind of blossomed last year, almost a 55% true shooting percentage. You know, catching lobs, playing better defense, 20 points per game, just over. So I mean, it's it's kind of sad to see a guy that flourished so much in one year kind of throw everything away and now this kind of hurts the the hornets chances because it doesn't look like he's going to be on the hornets and the pistons are getting better like wizards even the wizards have been getting better like are the hornets even a playing team right now like no yeah what do, what do you think Armand? i think that adam silver is going to lay the hammer down on him i think it's going to be um honestly i think we're going to be seeing like a one-year suspension Although I, maybe even longer because yeah. who was the uh, was it OJ Mayo that had the drug suspension and it was, was like, like a two year, year, year or two yeah. yeah so I think that that's like that doesn't make sense because we knew that the jailblazers they called the old Portland Trailblazers were smoking weed before the game you know so I mean this is why also by the way so Miles Bridges twenty four years old and I'm not saying that every single person that is under 25 is like this but your frontal lobe um does not develop until you're 25 so all of your cognitive reasoning all of your the things that you know make for good decisions i guess none of that's developed in you guys until you're 25 or over 25 kids 24 years old making all these decisions uh you know it's not obviously boding well for him 
uh, I don't know. This this might have to be a decision where like certain kids get a handler like they did um, for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, like I don't know. Like you have to in you have to help out your investment. And no offense to Miles Bridges, but an investment for this team. Right? It's an investment for everybody. Yeah, um, for anybody that that technically signs this guy. Yeah, so. and, and look, I it's just it's it's a sad situation. And at this point. No NBA team is going to be with with their stance on, you know, protecting women's rights and being an advocate for social advocacy. There is no way that Miles Bridges is going to be guaranteed money this year, considering what he did to that woman. Again, innocent until proven guilty, but he beat that woman. That's not okay. And too many times in sports, we allow guys to get back on like a 30 game suspension in the MLB, NFL, and they just come back and they play. Kareem Hunt's still in the league. Shouldn't be in the NFL, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I don't agree care with how you. good you are at football. You are saying it's okay to beat a woman, basically, if you're good at football and make us yeah. money. Yeah. And that is screwed up. How can we not put our morals first there? I mean, that's that. That is the unfortunate part. Is that if you can catch a ball, put it in a hoop or whatever, you get a pass. And I, I agree with you. I think that that's not. I, it's not right. It's not right. Being of not right, um, I just wanted to bring up Brittany Griner um, real quick. She just uh, pleaded guilty, thinking that her chances might possibly be better had she pleaded guilty um, on those drug charges that she has out there in Russia. Um, what do you guys think about this? Um, do you have any opinions on this? Uh, yeah. Do you think that her letter to Biden also will, since she did write a letter to Biden, Biden says that he thought um, that he will, he's going to try everything in order to get her out of there. Um, I mean, uh, no offense. This has been going on since February. Like, if this was anybody else in the NBA, NFL, does not matter. Like, and or just Joe Schmo out there on the street that like had a contract in Russia for something, and then like you know um, was able to was um, pulled over for that same exact infraction. Like, well, even even I know Russia is different than China, but even Jello, remember? Like, they got out. They got Jello out real quick within days yeah. out of China, right? And same with the UCLA players. Now it's a male bas- college basketball player, not even a professional female. And you know, and it, they stole, they actually, they stole, stole something. Stole shit. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, it's 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 an unfortunate situation, GA. You're right. If it's a male NBA player, he's already home. Um, it's, it's, it's just what's going on nationally with, you know, reproductive rights, women's rights, and all that stuff. And they're not prioritizing women right now. It's a very sad time for our country. And we'll see what happens. Did she make a bad decision? Yes. When you go into Russia, you shouldn't have anything that could incriminate you. And, you know, she put herself in a compromising position. And Russia always wants to have power over America. They're going to keep her. And they probably keep her for years, honestly, at this point. Yeah. Well, she's she's looking at a 10-year um, and it's sad. A ten-year sentence. It's yeah. sad, but you know, I'm not saying it's her fault. She put herself in a compromising position, and she deserves to be back in the U.S. because it's BS, the law that they have there. But it's their law, and I get that. Got to know should... who your where country. And it's so yeah. sad. I and mean, this is the core issue. Why do they have to go to Russia in the off season? Why? Because yeah. they pay them more money. Yeah, that's another issue. That's the central issue. Why aren't we protecting our female athletes? I mean, here's here's my thing is that like I, I 100% agree with you. We only have a couple minutes till we uh, uh, get to talk to Nick Hamilton in the next segment. But I, I agree with you. I think that they should be making more. But the problem with them making more is that they got to they have to bring more to the table. And that's the only problem that I have. These girls are beasts. I am not negating that. I'm not debating that. I think that these girls I've played against women like this that are ridiculously freak athletes. 
um, you put them against, you know, Joe Schmo guy that wants to go and play pickup, they'll murder them. They'll kill them, you know, like figuratively speaking um, on the court. But can they play above? Can they all play above the rim? Can they all do what LeBron James can do? Can they all? You no. know, so certain yeah. things like that. that unfor- it's very. But that's just gender constraints. It has nothing to do, right? You know, like yeah. But that I mean, that's also you. You go to a sporting event in the end for the NBA because you can't do what LeBron James can do. You can't. You can't exactly. do what. You know, and like, I get that, but again, it's. I think it's another. It's a cultural thing. It's about expanding the game to more viewers at a younger age. That's kind of what it's I about. Mean, I mean, again, they have gone through strides, right? Like, I mean, here's the thing, too, is that if you go to AVP, which is happening at this current moment in time as we speak right now in uh, lovely Hermosa Beach, um, they lowered the, the net for the for the women in the AVP. Um, so the women and the men have a, a differential in uh, in their net. I, I know that they're not going to. I know that they're not going to do that in the WNBA. The league has already talked about it. They the should. women have already talked about it. it. It would definitely equal the playing field as far as, and it's, I think they only wanted it to be like nine feet. I don't okay. think they want. So yeah. not not nine and a half, like nine. Yeah, like I, I think like a it, solid. Foot. That's a hot take. I'd have it at eight feet. <laughs> <laughs> then you could start seeing like some Vince Carter type dunks from. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, again, another debate for another time. But we um, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend. Nick Hamilton, when we return on the Minor 1090, ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the beautiful Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show, guys, with obviously myself, Jihei Wiley, Mr. Brandon Deutsch, um, and the infamous Mr. Nick Hamilton, friend of the show, um, VIP guest every Thursday um, as we are on um, the Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio, 98.5 The Fan in Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Um, just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Las Vegas, um, L.A., or Hawaii, call our hotline at 310-400-0340. That is 310-400-0340. Nick, how are you? As we are on the Circus Sports Hotline, um, guest hotline, Circle Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Uh, visit CircusSports.com for details. How are you, Nick? Doing great. Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you? You know, not too shabby. I got. Uh, I actually got in Vegas a day earlier than everybody else, so it was really nice to kind of have. I'm not gonna. I love you guys, but it's nice to have a day to myself and a day uh, to just sit back and enjoy, put in my bets, uh, enjoy a little bougie food out here in Vegas. So. Uh, all, all is well. All is well. Are you still out there hustling? <laughs> Man, 
Out there hustling like Rick Rose. <laughs> the hustle never stops with Nick, I feel like. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I want to just jump right in really, really quick to the uh, Griner uh, situation that we have. I shouldn't even call it a situation. The Griner uh, travesty that we have out here right now. Uh, she just pleaded guilty uh, to uh, p- her possession, uh, her drug possession, and uh, is facing possibly 10 years. Obviously, we we all know that she is you know, uh, pleading her case to our president, if you want to call him that, um, our president. And if you want, um, I just want to know your thoughts on this and what they, the government should be doing and um, what they can be doing to, uh, you know, speed up this process. Well, I don't know if there's too much they can do because now Brittany Griner has become a political prisoner of sorts because of where her position is. I know that the word came down, as you said, that she pleaded guilty uh, to having uh you know, the possession of what she had in her backpack. Um, and she's leaning on the court, the Russian court for mercy. And hopefully they can work out some sort of deal where they're able to negotiate her release. Um, I'm not very optimistic that they can negotiate a release at this point in time because of all the politics that are, that are involved between the two countries, which is very unfortunate for her because uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, including myself, who signed a petition to try to get her freed. Yes, uh, she was in error for carrying that, you know, in her bag. Um, let's not make it seem like she was just targeted because here's the problem. Even if she was targeted and she forgot to, to take it out of her backpack, uh, which is understandably so, she still had it in her possession. Um, and so you have to look at it from that perspective. But this woman does not deserve to be spending 10 years of her life in a Russian jail for obvious, obvious mistake. Um, the laws are what they are over there, but at the same time, um, hopefully there will be some leniency as it pertains to getting her freed and getting her returned home to her loved ones. And hopefully the WNBA will learn a lesson also from this to be able to start serious talks as far as upping the pay for these young ladies to be able to stay at home and they don't have to go to these foreign countries and subject themselves to these type of very scrutinous laws uh, that could potentially land them in hot water like we've seen with Brittany Griner. Yeah, Nick, I agree with you 100%. I was mentioning those exact same things in the previous segment. I wanted to touch on, I know this is a weird transition, but back to the Kyrie Westbrook situation that could be a swap, could be a third team, I heard that the San Antonio Spurs could get involved, although that I'm skeptical about that since San Antonio has really never done any favors for the Lakers. And then Darvin Ham today came out with the report that uh, Russell Westbrook is was prematurely used and that he could now be in the starting rotation and he Ham has a plan for him. What are your thoughts on all of this? Do you think a Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook deal with those two guys will get done, whether it's with a third team or not? Nope, I'm not I'm not optimistic that it gets done at all. I think it's much to do about nothing. I think it's a bunch of smoke and mirrors. I think Westbrook, I think, uh, you know, the Nets are going to proceed forward with Kyrie. Now, could that be a trade deadline happening at, at some point in the season? Possibly. Uh, but I think it's a bunch of smoke and mirrors. And Darvin Ham, with all due respect, has lost his damn mind if he thinks that he was that Westbrook was used out of pocket or used out of sync. Because the problem is he doesn't fit. And at first you talked about him coming off the bench and you were pretty much strong in your conviction about him coming off the bench. Now, wishy-washy and swayed your opinion, whether it's conversations with Russ or not, 
the fact that you're now swaying your decision and saying, oh, he needs to be a starter now tells me a whole hell of a lot about this team and what this season can, can entail as far as him putting his foot down as he elocuted uh, during his press conference about, you know, providing discipline, holding everybody accountable. Well, apparently that accountability only goes to, to so many people because apparently the accountability doesn't go towards Russell Westbrook because of his inaccurate and sorry play that he's displayed over the course of the season, um, last season. So I don't think much is going to change. Okay, Nick, but I also wanted to ask you about these free agent signings. We haven't really spoken since then. Um, do you like them? I mean, do you think the Lakers, even if they keep Westbrook, can be better than 33 and 49 now with Lonnie Walker getting athletic younger guys that have the ability to at least help on the defensive end, even if they're you know not completely great defenders? Well, I think the Lakers got a bunch of young athletic scrubs. Um Will they be young? Will they be athletic? Sure. Um, will that get them a little bit better win total? You know, more wins in the win column? It could It could definitely be that way. But are they going to be able to go deep into the playoffs? Hell no. Um, because they, 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 they don't have the personnel they need to get deep into the playoffs. When you have other teams and healthier teams, if they remain healthy, like the Clippers, like the Golden State Warriors, um, even the Denver Nuggets. So you have to look at those teams ahead of the Lakers and say, hey, can the Lakers in a seven-game series legitimately beat these teams? And I'm not sure they can beat these teams. Um, and that's they, these are the teams that, if they stay healthy, are going to be formidable opponents down the stretch. Um, so, no, I'm not confident that Lakers even make the playoffs. And if they do uh, and they happen to make the first round, they're going to get bounced. Nick, I mean, you brought up a really, really good point. Obviously, the Lakers are a four-now, win-now um, kind of a franchise. Um, but with all these young young guns that they are trying to put on their roster or at least try to trade for, whatever, um, do you do you at least see a future for the Lakers in winning titles? I see a future in about five to six years of them winning, of winning another chip. But they're not going to win another chip anytime soon because of the way that team and their roster has been constructed and the money. Uh, so I think it's just a matter of how you go about filling out this roster and what the upper management is going to do to provide that. So, Nick, you don't think there's any shot that Rob Palenka can finagle his way to get Kyrie Irving, even giving up two first-round picks and finding a third team for Russell Westbrook? I mean, that, that's a lot. They're not willing to part with two first-round picks, though. That's the problem. Do you agree with that? No, they're not willing to part with If they were, they would have done it already. Don't you think? I mean, yes, if the Lakers uh, are really serious about making this work, they would have done that already. I mean, we've seen what the Lakers have done with Anthony Davis in, in, in a few years ago when they gave up all those first-round picks and gave and pretty much gutted the roster to get Anthony Davis. They were willing to do that. So do you mean to tell me if they were willing to do it now, all of a sudden now they're going to contemplate on giving up something that they, they were steadfast and not giving up? No, I don't buy that at all. I think it's much, I think it's much to do about nothing. I still think they have all the leverage, though, the Lakers, since Kyrie has mentioned that he wants to come straight to the Lakers. So I, I kind of agree with this hardball stance Palenka's having not given up two first-round picks. Well, you don't have to give up two first-rounders, but I'll tell you what, if you're going to play hardball, you, you, it better work for you because if it backfires on you, guess what? Guess where you're going to be in about a year or two? Your key card won't be working. That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, 
Nick, we're we're here for the Vegas Summer League. Are there any teams that you're kind of looking at that could make an impact here? I know there's younger players. We talked about the draft a couple weeks ago and how that process has changed. But are there a couple guys you've seen either play in these first couple California Classic and Salt Lake City games or are looking forward to watching play in this Vegas Summer League before the NBA takes a lengthy break? Nothing that comes to mind. I'm interested to see what these young guys are able to do as it pertains to, you know, getting themselves in conditioning, getting themselves into shape. Um, but it's nothing that really stands out to me. I mean, like I said, this was this was a class that was kind of wait and see. This was a project type of class to me. Um, I don't think there's like I said, there were I, I wasn't excited when we spoke about this before when the the, the day of the draft. Um, because I didn't see a Zion Williamson, I didn't see a John Morant. I didn't even see a Jordan Poole. And it could be a couple of Jordan Poole's or Kyle Poole type players that could develop depending on the right system that they're into. Um, but as of right now, I don't see anybody that's really jumping off the charts in my estimation. And again, I could be wrong, uh, but it just to me, it's just nothing that really moves the needle, in, you know, in, in my estimation. So, you know, um, we'll see what happens. And uh, I don't know if you watched the first two games of Chet Holmgren's summer league. I know it's summer league, right? But they were they're relatively impressive. I know he got bodied by Kenneth Lofton Jr. yesterday, and that was kind of a concern. There have been many concerns about his body, but the skills obviously there. I mean, what are your initial thoughts on Chet Holmgren? I know you've said you're not super high on him or anybody in the draft, but do you like the skill set at least he has on the offensive end? I like his skill set. I think he has, I think he's a very smart player. Um, I do like the fact that he studies the game, the way he studies it. And, and, and that enables him to uh, be effective in that measure. Uh, but I, like I said, it's going to take him time to develop. And that's the key. Hey, Nick, I was just wondering, do you, do you think that there are any, um, and I'm assuming that I, the answer is going to be no to this, but any star possible stars in this draft, um, you know, c- coming up out after, you know, this is all said and done after summer league is said and done. Uh, like I said, that remains to be seen because I think when you look at the whole totality of what, you know, these are project kids. And what I mean by project kids, it could take two to three years for them to develop. Um, even with, you know, Mobley, which I, the kid I watched coming out of USC, um, now he's, he's able to play with his brother in Cleveland. Um, that should be an interesting dynamic just as far as his adjustment to the NBA lifestyle and being able to play at a high level and seeing how fast the game comes at him. Um, but I don't think, uh, again, it, it's, just a, it's just a matter of time. To be honest with you, it's just a matter of time. I really need to sit back and just really watch these kids develop. And like I said, you could find a Jordan Poole. You know, you can't, you probably, you may be able to, you may be able to find, uh, you know, you may be able to find, a, 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 you know, a Kyle Kuzma. You know, but again, that remains to be seen. And they have to be in the right system, like we saw with Jordan Poole this year. He was in a great system at Golden State. He was able to develop. He was around a lot of veteran players. He was a lot of, you know, future Hall of Famers. Um, and he had a great coach in Steve Kerr. So if you have a great system, and a great coach that, that allows you to stretch yourself and to grow and to, and to develop, the results are going to be success. 
Yeah. And Nick, I wanted to ask you about the trade that happened yesterday in the NFL. Hasn't been a lot of NFL things going on, but Baker Mayfield traded to the Panthers will compete for with Sam Darnold for the starting quarterback position. They only had to give up a first, a fifth round pick for him. This is a guy that, you know, the Browns got in return. They picked him first overall years ago. I know he was injured and he's not the greatest quarterback in the league. But this is a twofold question. First, did the Browns give up on Baker too early in, you know, making a mistake, giving Watson all that guaranteed money? And two, what does this say about where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to end up if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers? As far as Baker Mayfield, I think Baker Mayfield kind of gets a bad rap because in his first year, he had a very sensational year. Second year, terrible. Third year, good. Fourth year, terrible. So he's on the trajectory in his fifth year to actually have a good year. And I think there's less pressure on him in Carolina than it was in Cleveland. Um, I have to remind people, this is a guy that's had two head coaches and a multiple number of uh, offensive coordinators. Um, So how can you develop and truly grow? You have almost every year you have a brand new offensive coordinator. Um, But I also think that Cleveland did the right thing. I mean, the, the relationship was soured. They had moved on from Baker Mayfield well before the trade happened yesterday. Um, and I think also, too, um, you know, this is an opportunity for a fresh start for Baker Mayfield. And, and if he's going to be the quarterback that he desires to be, then he's going to have to go into, inside the Carolina locker room, keep his head down, and work extremely hard and work his ass off to a point where he can prove himself. Um, you know, as far as Jimmy Garoppolo is concerned, there's, I mean, there's definitely a market out there for him. Now it remains to be seen what market that is exactly, uh, because the 49ers have made it clear in, in so many, in so, in so many uncertain terms that Trey Lance is going to be their future of this team. Um, and so now what do you do with Jimmy G? Um, where do you move Jimmy G? Um, do you move him to the AFC? So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to see him as often. Do you move him? Uh, you know, to the NFC East. Do you move him somewhere where you're not going to be able to physically have to deal with him on a consistent basis? That Those are going to be the questions um, that are going to have to be answered um, by the general manager and upper management of the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. And Nick, just to follow up to that, with Deshaun Watson, you know, this, this whole situation with him, is there any chance that the Browns could be a suitor for Jimmy Garoppolo? No, because I think they're sold on, on uh, Jacoby Brissett. And Jacoby Brissett has proven that he can actually get you a few wins. Um, he's, he's shown what he, he's able to do in New England. He, he showed some, some things in, in Indianapolis. Um, so I think they're set on, Jimmy, on, on Jacoby Brissett. He's a very intelligent football player. Um, he can definitely command an offense. And I think it's however long the suspension may go, whether it's eight games, whether it's 10 games or what have you for, uh, you know, for Deshaun Watson, I think Jacoby Brissett uh, can, can maintain the job. And I think he deserves the opportunity to maintain the job um, and, and improve what he can do uh, in the little time that he has with the Cleveland Browns. Nick, I, I wanted to uh, go over, I, I know that you, you're always hustling, you are always out there, you're legit covering everything from entertainment to sports, um, and Wimbledon is going on as we speak um, right now. The the women are uh, still competing, but the men have, uh, men's singles is taking a little bit of a break today. I want to know your, um, Draft DraftKings has um, 
uh, Novak Djokovic uh, obviously still as the favorite to win his fourth consecutive Wimbledon at uh, minus 250. But I want to know about your thoughts about Nadal possibly um, winning his third Wimbledon and 22nd Grand Slam title overall. Well, I will say much. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Joker's fan. I mean, a Joker fan, but I will say this much. I love Rafael Nadal. I mean, I was a Roger Federer fan, to be honest with you. So that was my guy. Roger Federer was my guy. Um, I love the matches, the epic matches between him and Nadal. I mean, those are classic. Um, but I think, I think Nadal still has something left in the tank. And I, he probably has, he feels like he has something to prove. So he has, a, he has a great opportunity to win his third. Um, will he do it? Like I said, man, it's, it's a tough game, but you know, it remains to be seen. So why, why don't you like, um, why don't you like Novak? Cause I feel like shit was handed to him. I feel like it should have been, it shouldn't have been handed to him. I feel like he, he didn't work as, as tough as he should have been able to work. I think the other guys like Federer and the dog, they worked as much as they could work and it wasn't handed to them. Okay. I mean, I guess that's, uh, you know, you are entitled to your opinion as we are in America. So uh, I don't entirely agree with you just because his record kind of stands alone, um, especially in certain said arenas, but um, you are, again, are entitled to your opinion. Um, I mean, the level, look at the level of competition, the level of competition, you know, when, 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 you know, it tapered off after Federer, and the dog, you know what I mean? Like once those two went at it, you had a lot more competition for those two where they had to move up their ranks. Um, they're not. And so those are the things that I look at. Okay. I just think that winning is still winning, man. I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah, winning is still winning, but look at the level of competition. Like if you, if you, if you're cakewalking through it, I mean, if you're cakewalking through something, yeah, it's a win, but, but at the same time, it's like, how how satisfying is that win, you know, versus you have to struggle and strive and get through it, and then it was that much sweeter, and you have that much more respect because people are like, man, he had to go through the gauntlet. I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, but don't you think that that happened with the, with the Williams sisters as well? Because, A, they dominated the sport. I'm not denying that whatsoever. But, B, the competition wasn't up to par for them. Do you know what I mean? Like Because due to that dominance – I'm not saying that they walked all over people, but they walked all over people. Well, here's the thing with that. I heard the, I heard the last part of it. Um, here's the thing with the Williams sisters, right? The thing with the Williams sisters is this. Like, they had to go through so much adversity just to get there. And you had competition. You still had, you had, to, you had competition in their division um, that they had to go through, not just on the, on, the, on the tennis court, but off the tennis court as well. Um, from the time they were amateurs to the time they turned professional. Um, and so I look at that, to me, carries a lot more weight. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Um, that's all the time we have left for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Jihei Wiley for the Arash uh, Markazi show saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.